Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. The legends are true! Overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny! Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hi guys, welcome to the channel. Just on a little walk in the forest and... I'd love your company if you'd give me the pleasure of sharing some time with me in relation to this video. Just thought it'd be better to walk along because Mr. Doggy tends to bark when I sit down. His name is Remy, by the way. Um, so what's on my mind over the last few weeks is why is it so difficult to move on from the narcissist? And there's so many different reasons why it's so hard to move on after narcissistic abuse. And so many people that you talk to on an everyday basis just don't understand. It's not like the breakup of a normal relationship. And I guess that's why it gives so much peace to be here in this community and talk to people who know the intricacies um, and have had the experience, the unfortunate experience of going through narcissistic abuse but also the wonderful experience of recovering from it, which you guys are all doing. And we're gonna stay doing that too. Um, yeah, so there's so many different reasons that it's difficult to move on from a narcissist and a breakup, and even a narcissist family member or colleague or whatever. And the spiritual ties are one reason, the trauma bonds another reason, Sorry, I sound a bit out of breath. I'll have to get fitter. Um, trauma bonds, another reason. But what I'd like to talk about today is the parentifying that goes on in a narcissistic abusive relationship, particularly an intimate one. It's my belief, just an opinion, but I believe that whatever happens to the narcissist, the traumatic events in the childhood are replayed throughout the narcissist's life in an attempt to solve the issue and move on and go into adulthood, which they never actually achieve, unfortunately. But what it means to us, people that are in relationships with them or transactionships, is that they'll switch from becoming your parent to becoming your child in this endless cycle of trying to solve their problem. And it's difficult. Now let me go back to how they actually do it. I don't know if you guys have experienced it, but it's usual with a narcissist, particularly a covert one, to in some way go through these stages with you in a relationship. They'll become your parent at different times and be telling you off, like scolding you and telling you what you should do. And that they're trying to help you by giving you this advice. And they really make you feel not enough, not good enough. And it plays into any wounds you have in that area. But they'll also abuse you and say that, you know, maybe you're jealous and you're this and you're that, even though that's not part of your character or makeup. 
but they will have done things like triangulate in order to try and bring those traits out in you and then they'll become your parent and t give you advice and tell you you're really jealous like you're not good enough but if you do what I say you know you can improve and it's like I, I, I hear the words that the narcissist's parent would have said to him or her it's like they're regurgitating the feeling of becoming the parent and feeling in control and projecting onto you, the child, who was them. So they're taking over the parental role and they're taking control of the trauma that they went through as a child. I hope that makes sense. And then on the other hand, they want you to become their parent and look after them in a way that that the other parent may have done like if they were spoiled and all their needs were catered to in relation to not their emotional needs but their outwardly needs so you then become the server the, the parent that provides all their needs like their meals and their home and money for them um, because they never actually grew up they never grew beyond the child who was scolded and the child who was spoilt. And there's usually a dynamic of either of those two things going on with most narcissists. And they replay that relationship. So, where am I going to with this? Each one of us, uh, no matter how healthy a relationship we had with our parents, each one of us will have elements within us in which we don't actually feel enough or good enough or maybe something happened as a teenager that set us back or whatever whatever situations that were difficult in our lives that made us doubt ourselves can leave us with wounds to a certain extent where we don't feel good enough and if it happened particularly in a school situation or where there was someone in authority or at home in your house with your parents you go back into that when the narcissist becomes your scolding parent you can revert into that role of believing what you were told as a child because it's being recreated in your adult home in your second family in your family with the narcissist so you feel very subconsciously even though it's torturing you you feel comfortable you feel it's normal it's part of maybe what you went through as a child or what you went through in your teens or whatever circumstance you went through it's bringing the negative out in you but it's also making you feel that they're a family and you you allow it to a certain extent but you bond with them as as if they are your family it's like you there is no division you're not two individuals they become like a family member to you it's not like an adult healthy relationship where the two of you are equal and you both bring different things to each other. It's like nearly an incestuous family type feeling. And when the narcissist discards you or you discard them, there's this feeling of a broken home as if you were home then, however bad or good it was. You were in your negative home, you weren't in a positive one. And you have been left with the feeling of not feeling good enough because of the abuse. This has been my experience. Anyway, you'd be very interested to hear comments. If anyone disagrees, 
be very, very interested to, to know why or to know if you felt that in, in the separation from the narcissist, as if they were a family member. So, what I'll say after that is, when they have gone and you end up feeling like a limb has been torn off you or part of you has gone with them and they go on with their new supplier, their new life or whatever the hell they've decided is better than you, which isn't, you were the best thing that ever happened to them and I can promise you that. You were the best thing that ever happened to them and that is why they will be back at some stage. They've made a really bad decision because they're reckless. They're black and white, they've magical thinking, they've a huge amount of reasons for leaving. They have always known that you're superior and if they can't beat you down in the relationship enough and they begin to feel your superiority again, they have to leave you. That's one reason they leave you. The other reason is if they're really happy in the relationship, they'll start to feel like a normal human being and they can't be a normal human being. They have to be a superior, grandiose, omnipotent human being. So they have to stir things up. They have to destroy, they have to cause chaos and they have to leave. Okay, so now we're going into them having left and having made a shambles after leaving you. Totally didn't work out with the new supply or financially they're in a really bad situation. They're feeling weak, they're feeling vulnerable. They're feeling that they've made a mistake and they can't feel like that. They can't bear to feel vulnerable. It's not part, it's not part of their false persona that they need to hold on to and keep alive at all costs. And keeping the false persona alive is not something they can do by sitting at home on their own in a bad situation because the false persona is fueled by the reaction of other people. That's the fuel that keeps it motoring. So if they're sitting at home alone, having made this dreadful decision that the new supply, things haven't worked out and they're financially in a much worse situation, etc, etc, etc. And they have to face their true selves or who they really are and all the deeds that they have done. Well, that's not something that they can survive. So they have to go after their best old supplies. They'll go after all their old supplies, but they have to go particularly after the best one to get themselves back up there again. Guys, what they're actually doing at this stage is they're in hell. They're in the burning fires of hell on earth. What they want to do is put their hand out of that fire and pull you in so you can take their place so they can get out and be in your life and take over your life, the life you were living, and they can feel superior and inferior. They want to put you back into that torture chamber that you were in when you were with them. And when you're in that torture chamber and they're back with you and you've taken their hand and pulled them out of the fires of hell and taken their place in the fires of hell. I know this sounds dramatic, but this is what it's like if you accept a Hoover. They feel superior again. They're refueled and they're good to go. Don't take their place. 
they made the choice to leave you or, or they made it so difficult that you couldn't stay with them. Don't. Don't take their place in hell. Stay well away from them. They get their karma a lot quicker than you actually think. Sometimes they'll hide it from you. But if they're hoovering or if they're inquiring about you or if they turn up somewhere, if they do a, a drive-by hoover or a put themselves somewhere that you'll be hoover, I guarantee you things aren't going well for them. They can smile away. They can put Facebook posts up. They can do whatever. If they come near you again, or you hear they've gone back to an older supply, they've gotten their karma, they ended up in hell, and they had to get someone to pull them out of it quickly. So anyway, the main point of the video is that you kind of, they kind of get you into a place where you feel like they're family by going into a parental role and a childlike role and reversing that on you intermittently and bringing up your old childhood wounds or your own traumas and replaying them and not making you feel the best version of yourself. So it's so important when you get free of them, whether you've left them or they've left you, to do the work on yourself to make you feel the best version of yourself so that no one can pull you back into hell, so that you can live the best life Painful as it is separating, painful as it is going on that journey, what the narcissists do do for us is actually make us heal and complete that wound and become stronger, better and more loving of ourselves. So it's not all bad and I know you guys are some of the strongest people I've ever come across and I was just thinking this morning just imagine if, I was just thinking to myself, if I hadn't gone through this narcissistic abuse and found this community, never would have found you guys. It, it's amazing the way life plays out, isn't it? The silver linings in the clouds, the silver lining in the fact that finally, even in middle age, you can reclaim yourself and get to know yourself better and love yourself and make new connections. So guys, I hope this video has helped explain the narcissist parentifying in the intimate relationship and replaying that role over and over again for themselves and never unfortunately being able to escape and grow up beyond the young age that, that they left their true selves behind and went the way of the devil basically okay have a great day i hope you've enjoyed the walk so far sorry about the huffing and the puffing and i'll see you soon again take care bye bye